Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 5th of March. It is a Tuesday, and I don't know where the time went this morning, but wow, I woke up the same time I usually get up, but it feels like all of a sudden we're here on the show, so maybe that'll be an example of the rest of today just kind of flying by. But there's a lot to be said today. We are talking about why we are veiled, and I do want to apologize again for misspelling veiled throughout the entire write-up. I wrote it up, and I had to leave and drive for about an hour to get somewhere right after the show, so I didn't actually make it back (laughs) to uh, social media right away. So it was... um, I don't know, kind of an interesting feeling to see it and go, oh, why did I spell veiled like that? I before E except after C. Isn't that the rule? So um, today's show, it kind of goes along with yesterday's show. Like, let's talk about dying past the obvious. And past the obvious, as we said, You know, there was a lot of discussion after the show, but there's so much more that when we know it, it brings peace to us in some way and in some form, it brings us peace. And that peace is what we feel when we leave. And when you get to feel it here while you are on earth, it puts things in perspective for you much quicker, much easier, much more naturally than when we don't feel that peace. Because when we feel peace, we feel the truth is easier to tell. We get our purpose. We trust ourselves more. We start to trust life more. We feel honor. We make bigger plans. We understand others' purposes more. We're willing to learn, to grow, to go through processes. Peace is behind all of that. All of it. And yet, we look at peace as an option. The reason we do is because we're veiled. We know that one day, and we know this innately, that one day we'll get there. We don't like try to think about how or we just know one day we'll get there because deep, deep, deep inside, we know that we're veiled. We know we don't know everything. That's the only thing Val does is we cannot see why we are here. We actually are left with a question mark to figure it out. And figuring it out isn't easy when we don't have answers and other people have expectations of us. Because when people have expectations of us, we're trying to fulfill everyone's stuff. 
so that then we can get to ourselves and get to our own. And sometimes we make it through a huge part of life doing that. And when we don't get to ourselves and we don't answer that question, then we start to feel lost. When we start to look back in our life, well, why do I feel lost? Well, you know, my father wanted me to be a doctor. I became a doctor and I did all this for everybody. Nobody even cares. And I'm really tired and I didn't want to be a doctor. I did it for everyone else. I've been doing things for everyone since I was born. I can't even remember doing anything for myself. And we start talking like that because we have a lot of clues. Because what if we weren't veiled? What if we didn't know everything? Well, if we weren't veiled, we literally would not need to be here. We would be home. We would be back by God and we would just be looking for something greater to learn. Something very interesting for us to learn because we're always learning. But if we were not veiled, we would go home. So continuing yesterday's conversation about talking about dying past the obvious would be that if we were not veiled, we would be home. And that's why I said yesterday that when we die, we wake up. Because half of us, more than that, is asleep while we are here. Because one, we have to look for love. We're not sure we feel it all the time. We get really, really mad here. We don't know who we are here. We ask questions about who we are here. We're not sure if the answers are the right answers or not. We have rejection here. We have anger here. We have very mean, mean variances in how we can behave towards each other. And at the same time, we have people who can see past all of that and understand the power of love. And the people who find that out want to go around and tell everybody they don't need to waste their time and all that other stuff. That they can be here and enjoy their life. If they just knew, if they just knew the power of how our emotions work, knew that energy, just like it works for electronics and just like it works for everything else, there's an energy we can feel and we can actually see it. We can't see the energy that runs our phones. But we can see the energy of each other. We know when someone's not okay. We know when someone's angry. We know by the way someone walks, talks, looks at us. We know in an instant if we're in trouble or not. We know when we've done something that may not be okay and somebody else is mad at us. We know, oh, 
Francis told me Val is the correct spelling. Yay! I was told by, by Pam that it wasn't, and wait until I see Pam. Thank you, Francis. And good morning, by the way. Good morning to our guests. Um, I didn't get to the chat this morning. I, I'm telling you, time just keeps going by so quickly this morning. But what happened with our veil? How did I see Christ if I'm veiled? How did any of us see the miracles we've seen or know or hear about from other people if we're veiled? Well, there are times because he is not veiled. While he was in front of me and we connected, for whatever reason, I was not. And that's when I knew everything. It left with him. There was no evidence of any of that staying with me. But what happened was when I started to write, I had memory of understanding at least some of what I was writing initially in Origins of Truth because of what happened. I knew what I was writing was true. I had to understand that truth as a person here. There were some things that I actually knew, and I I can't remember now what they were, but they had to teach me something about knowing future. And I realized I did not want to know the outcomes of anything I was doing. I wanted to believe that what I was doing would bring good to my life, would bring good to the people around me. But it's weird knowing because then you're skewing things, you're kind of ahead of people, you're not really sure, what if it doesn't work out? How does this all come into play? And it made me respect for us as people. Made me respect and enjoy not knowing everything. There's stuff I tell you I'm as sure as there is a sun in the sky. And there's stuff I don't know. And I know there's a reason why if I don't know it or you don't know it, we are not supposed to know it. There are people who quiz me. And that being said, which Bible? And there was a reason I didn't study the Bible. And there was a reason why I didn't study the Quran or the Torah or read all the different ways of life we have chosen to live. That would take a lifetime from me for, to do just that, especially at this age. Or even at the age when I saw Christ. But there was a reason why I saw Christ without having all that behind me. And I learned why as time went on. Had I not been veiled, I would have just known and I would have been a little know-it-all and I wouldn't have had the thrill of teaching, the miracle of talking about this, of living it, of learning it, 
of teaching myself how to love myself. Imagine at home all the souls who've gone back, who've been here, and they go, oh, just turn that corner. It's right there. You're almost there. You don't know. But you feel momentum. And that momentum makes you want to go further and further. And you get excited. And you can't wait to see what will happen. And if it doesn't work out, you find another way to do it. That excitement, that energy, that motivation. What if you knew when you turned the corner it was going to be there? That would be a big so what? So there has to be a reason why and an excitement why and an honor in the process. I remember in the beginning when I first saw Christ and I would tell people and I was, you know, a little freaked out by myself and I made so many judgments on myself that people didn't have room to judge me because I already judged me. But at the same time, I couldn't help telling the story. The story. That's what I call it now. The story. I I had to make names to call Christ so that I can enjoy my interactions with him. And I, I used to call it the C factor, the Christ factor. My my kids we, we made up the name Krusty Christy and you know, we, we would just enjoy the relationship. Serious tone of well, my mom, you know, she's Christ. It's completely normal to me now, but on my way here, it wasn't. But because I can accept that I can know him, see him, and not know everything. Now when I see him, by the way, that first time I saw him, Novell knew everything, That has not happened since. Even though I see him, even though I hear him, even though he writes through me all the time, I don't get that anymore. And I'm very grateful that I don't. God has a master plan. My job here is just to remind you of the wonder, of the activation, of the excitement, of the amazement that we have available to us in our lives. And we have it available, guys. I would bet my life on anything You sat down and you were just alone and you gave yourself 15 minutes and you just sat down anywhere, anytime, any place. You sat down and you only thought about God. You only thought about how, how is a tree made? We can't make a tree. We can plant seeds, but we can't make a tree. We can't duplicate an egg. We can't duplicate a human being. We can clone all we want, but we cannot make a human being. We cannot make skin. We cannot duplicate skin. We can make a plastic kind of a skin. We can make duplicate the intricacies. 
of certain things here. Just think about that. Think about how the sun literally rises every morning and how somewhere else the sun isn't there or weather. Just think about all those things that we just overlook and then say, is there a God? For 15 minutes, you will leave wherever you're sitting feeling the sense of hope, a sense of bigger, a sense of possibility. Because we look at God as an answer machine at times. Like, well, I'm having a hard time right here. You need to get me out of this. Get you out of it? You could figure that out. I gave you tools to get yourself out of that. Like, nah, that's just too hard. It's going to take too long. Can you just, you know, snap your fingers and get it done? And he's like, hey, I have fingers. (laughs) I can't snap my fingers and get that done for you. And it becomes, I can laugh about it. I can laugh at myself because I used to think that before I knew. God, why is this happening to me? Well, there's a reason why it's happening to you, but try to figure out how to get out of it, and you'll figure it out yourself. That's way more fun than me telling you to be lighthearted just by understanding that we're supposed to be veiled. Because once you understand that you're you're supposed to be veiled, you understand that it's your job to have fun finding the answers, even with really sticky things really hard things, things that we can cry about or we can fix, things that we can be mad at or we could work on, can gobble up all our time or we can give it a certain amount of time and give other things we want to do time as well. Just knowing that, just knowing that I don't want to not be veiled and be here because that would be actually too hard because then everything would look kind of silly to us. Look at that person hurt that other person over there. They have no idea what they've done. We all get repelled when we see someone hurt someone else because we all know inside it's not okay. Why do we know that? Because instinctively, we know that for someone to hurt somebody, they have to be hurt. So not only do we have to fix the person they hurt as a result of their hurt, but we realize the problem isn't fixed yet. That's why throwing people into jail isn't helping anybody. They come out and repeat the crime because we did not fix the problem. We call them bad, and that's it. They're done for life. We don't pay attention. And there's some people we can't fix. We have mental illness. We don't take care of them either. But we deal with the repercussions of not taking care of them. But we've made that as a choice. We as people have chosen to ignore certain segments of our population and just hope that it blends away. And deeper, deeper inside, we know that when we don't take care of each other, we haven't done our job. We know that. So when we don't take care of each other, 
we get that guilty feeling inside. Pretty interesting. When someone is in need, we reach out and help, and it makes us feel good. Why does it make us feel so good? Because we are veiled, yet we know they're ultimately doing well for each other, with each other, is the end game. And we can only do well for each other and with each other when we have done well for ourselves. Otherwise, we don't have the space or the bandwidth to care. Amazing how far-reaching being veiled is. Because if you think about it, we're really pretty smart without that knowledge because we end up striving to find the knowledge that we know is missing. That's so cool. Imagine starting out your day going, God, I knew that. I know my instincts are right. I know I'm on the right track. That is so cool. And then everything else looks easy. Like, oh, all I have to do is take care of this. All I have to do is find out something I love doing and get paid for it. And then I can take care of this and this because that's what the structure is set up for at this time in history. And I came here to be part of it. How empowering is that? As opposed to, I can't do this. I wake up every day in pain. I da da da. And, ah, oh my gosh, what a difference. I even thought through things like, well, how would I feel if I knew I was dying? I would feel sad that I wouldn't be able to be part of my children's life. That would, that would be very hard for me. And at the same time, I would be excited that I was going to get to go back. Not scared, like, oh, what if I die? The whole world will die. Well, no, it won't. It will go on. Trust me, it will go on. <laughs> And I know that. So to me, the fun is leaving as much behind as I can. Anyone else who can hear this or who finds this, whether I'm here or not, can enjoy that emotional freedom that we don't have. Very easily, there isn't room for it in life if you're not aware of it. Because we were taught to shut it down. So on top of being veiled, we were taught that if our emotions get in the way, we will never get anything done. If you go to a company and you go on an interview, do you talk about your emotions? Well, I feel, you know, like this opportunity will be a turning point in my life. You don't say that. You just sit there and tell them how good you'll be for them. And then if they decide you're going to be good for them, you've got a job. And then you come in and there's people you work with that you know nothing about outside of work. I remember being when I first started at the gym. And I didn't even know this until like three years later. I wanted my son to join the gym. He was like 17 at the time. And I bring him with me and I'm like, you know, your baseball team wants you to gain weight. You're too skinny. So I bring him in. 
walking around and I'm introducing him to everybody. And I found out that I did not even know about 80% of those people that I saw every day, said hello to, gave cookies to every Friday. And I didn't even know their names. Never asked. And if they told me, I'm sure they did. I forgot. Imagine. And then I realized I didn't even need to know their names. I loved them just the same. There was nothing I needed from them. There was nothing they needed from me. There was just love. Kind of like free love. It didn't have any expectations slapped on it or around it or spread all over it. It just was there. And that initial core group of people from that time are still connected. When someone is older and they don't show up, people call me. I will drive back to Pasadena to check on them. And I have. I love them. So the way we look at life changes dramatically when we just understand why we are bound. What it'd be like if we weren't, we'd be bored, we'd be done, it'd be time for us to go back. One of the hardest things for me after seeing Christ and him taking me on all these little trips back home and seeing where we came from and and only enough for me to tell you, but not so much that it was weird. But I will tell you this. At first, I was like, well, what am I doing here still? Why am I still here? And it was hard to readjust. And it was hard to readjust because I'm telling you right now, you do not want to know everything. And when people would say, oh, you're so lucky you saw Christ, I'd be like, let's switch for a day. Because a lot of responsibility comes with that knowledge. And I had to kind of reassimilate myself. Because I needed to relate. I needed to understand. And then once I got into certain situations that I had to learn from, that veil was hard and heavy. And I didn't know the answers. And I had to reach deep. And I would go to bed crying at night going, geez, can you give me a break? Give me a sign, something, because I really hit a wall. I really, really hit a wall. Hey, my family doesn't have money for food. You don't understand. And I had no clue where to turn. But a sick husband, six kids, two of which have mental illness. I came with my husband. A lot of weird stuff. But in my heart, I woke up doing my best every day. I didn't use it as an excuse to give me a reason to hate the world or hate people or complain. I used it to learn why that was happening. And that turned my life completely around. And that's how I know that if we do things based on our best thoughts, not on our worst thoughts, 
not on the easy way out. That's the excuse buffet. Every time we use that excuse buffet, we are going down a longer track because now the lessons have to keep bringing you back to learn. So enjoy being valved. Enjoy part of you that doesn't know because that's what keeps you going. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. And I will try to answer the questions we have on Facebook. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.